Hello, and welcome to Tell the Damn Story, the podcast that celebrates the trials and tribulations, the challenges and joys of creativity, and hopefully, along the way, helps you decide how you want to tell your damn story. Today, we're going to speak about changes. Changes in 2020. Very recent changes. And who's going to talk about that? Well, me, Chris Ryan. Uh, a former journalist, longtime teacher, hyphenate writer, which I'm both um, independent Start and traditionally published. Da, 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 da. And with me to tell the damn story, to discuss all things, is the legendary comic book scribing, iconic teenage detectives writing, great underused character developing, detective dog. Writing and globe-trotting creator of the world-renowned Aaron Blackjack Day, the African-American soldier of fortune, whose stories are set in the 1930s, but whose adventures reflect today's problem. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the one, the only, Alex Simmons. I gotta get my own... Yeah, and I don't play golf, so that swing thing doesn't work for me either. Chris! Chris, it's you! Chris! Is that you, Chris? Oh, I am, bro. Okay. How you doing, bro? How you uh, I'm doing. I'm Boy. doing. What a week we had. Yes, yes. The confetti's still all over my shoulder and my hair. I tell you, you know, I, I don't really want to go through too many more election day weeks. You know, it was like Groundhog's Day. Every day, it was still election day. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, we said the episode is about changes, 2020 changes. Well, we've had a big change. The diaper is gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've thrown that one out. So um, it has been officially announced, called, proclaimed yes. that we have, uh, um, we have a, a new, new president. president. White president House. Elect. President, president elect. Yes. And um, Joe B. Yeah. Joe Yo, Biden. Joe. Joe yeah. Biden and, and Kamala um, Harris. Yes. Um, everybody involved here has made uh, history. Joe got the most votes ever in American history for president, and the other guy got the second most votes in history. And that says that tells a story right there. There's a. Oh, yeah. uh, it's uh, it sounds a lot like a simple rebellion, to tell you the truth. Uh, gives <laughs> more, more uh, new oh, life that, to my novel. It really book? does. Who wrote that book? Uh, some guy named Christopher Ryan. Um, yeah. But it does, and, and there's, it, it releases, it released for at least half the country a ton of tension. And I, I imagine that it upped tension in the other half of the country. And I think that's, there's a lot, a lot to discuss there. Now, before the show, you and I uh, were talking about something that you called bullshit on, right? And, yes, those uh, words that I use, that's right, folks. I can use profanity from time to time, yes. And I, I think we should have that conversation. Can you... Can uh, I, I say that again? Oh, well, I can, I can put it this way. Um, you and I both, Chris and I both, over the years, and Chris and I have known each other, for those of you who don't know, well over 30-some-odd years. We have, oh, yeah, I remember the covered wagons. No, we have always talked about... You know, the reality of America versus the image of America versus the dream 
of America. I like to say the idea of America. Oh, the idea, idea okay. of America. You know, yeah. Want, yeah, specific, the idea of America. <laughs> uh, there, there's an image, there's a reality, and there's the idea. And the idea of America, Chris and I both really feel strongly about and stand behind. Um, and, and, and part of that, you know, now again, allow me to say it, folks. The, the idea of America is that anybody can come here and through hard work and perseverance become whatever the hell they can earn and build towards, whatever they can, through education or through hard work or whatever, toil, sweat, blood, tears, all that. Get, build a life. Yeah. Get what they want, earn what they want, become a good human being situated in a life of freedom and democracy. That's the idea. And that's the thing that we believe in. And I think, you know, we, we, we tend to get the picture that you know, oh, well, there's always outside forces threatening that, but there's never interior forces. And then we get to the reality of America. And yes, there are interior forces that have always been a threat to that, especially for people of color, uh, immigrants and so forth. And what happened when Obama became president was something that was sort of whispered or thrown around, bantied about every now and then by somebody somewhere that anybody could become president. And I said, well, guess what? Okay, see, <laughs> even a black man can't. Whoa, whoa, that was a biggie. So that can't be taken away. He was. He was president for two terms. Okay. Now, after that happened, it became, oh, well, let's let's see if we can get a woman president. Well, that didn't work. And we're not even going to discuss why or, or, or what a, that was about. But a woman is president. I don't know. <laughs> well, guess what? Now we have a woman, black president. We have a black woman president and vice president, vice president, vice president rather. And this is this breaks both those rails, you know, the, the, as you call it, the glass ceiling it shatters both of them because it's a woman and she's of color. Right. So the idea of America that anybody can. Well, guess what? It just happened. And you can tell there's going to be folks going to say, no, that's not this. It was stolen. It was this was that uh, they shouldn't have. No one should of this. But you know what? Oh, fucky. We can. We should. We should not fall backwards ever again. And yes. There will be attempts to make that happen. And what has to happen is what happened this weekend is that people, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm taking that, that stand that voting is a right and a privilege that we should never have removed from anyone. Right. All right. People voted. Whether they voted for or against Biden is not even the point. We had the right to vote. And we went out and we used it. And for those of us who voted for, for Biden and Kamala, yes, we feel good today. We feel that there's a possibility for a number of things moving forward that are going to be positive. There's, there's a possi possibility of more inclusivity, less divisiveness, less, less name calling, less confusion, less chaos. That's what we believe. But we, the people, all people, will have to work towards that. Right. It's not on one man or one woman to suddenly miraculously make that happen. Right. And I would I would point out a few things. One. Only a few, sir. Only a few. One. Uh, all the troubles we had last week. They didn't magically go away. They're, they're, it's like we got to the mountain. You know, we there, there's so much on so many levels. You know, uh, COVID, yeah, we have to convince this, the, the entire country, a country that is, look at the election map. It is split. It is, I mean, 
I couldn't have drawn a cover for a, a simple rebellion any clearer than that, right? Uh, it is a broken country. And we have to deal with coronavirus in that broken country. We have to, uh, uh, an economy that, yeah. you know, we have to deal with a resurgence. Never, it never disappeared, but it was kind of hiding away for a while. But a resurgence of blatant aggressive racism that is, you know, as of just a few days ago, it was really clear out there, you know, and we need, we need a strong education to, you know, give people the tools they need to make clear judgments. Because again and again and again, we were hearing so many such nonsense from everywhere. You know, from everywhere. We're, we're, we're writers, uh, everybody. And, and again, the show is Tell the Damn Story. And there's reality is full of stories. It's, it's the, the fount, the resource, the well from which we draw our stories. Any number of us, no matter what genre or, or gender or whatever, reality is where we pull from. And the reality is there are some hard stories out there and there's some beautiful stories out there. There's some inspiring stories and there's some terribly depressing stories. And in discussing what is going on in the world to all people, we get to see all stories and not denying truth right. enables us to tell those stories better. Well, Education, yeah. as you were saying, enables us to make clearer judgments well, about those stories and how to tell those stories. The, the point I'm trying to lead to is that now's the time for creatives to get to work. Yeah. And it's not in villainizing anyone who lost or, you know, you know, but more embracing the idea of America that was rescued, you know, uh, only I and me, me, me lost and opportunity and we, us all won. And now it's the time to look at what's out there and say, what are stories? What stories? And there is such a rich tapestry in 2020. Four stories. Now, people, you know, there's so many people, writers or creatives would say, uh, you know, don't write COVID stories. Don't write COVID stories. <laughs> you know what? I don't think you should write, ever write any story about and focus only on a political issue. But all political issues, all religious issues, all those kind of issues are informative backdrops to the stories that real creatives write. Oh, yeah. Which are human stories. Stories of the heart and soul, right? And I, was, I happened to read the New York Times this morning, and there was a, um, you know, there's tons of political, blah, 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 but there's an amazing there story. What? what was that? Political what? Blah, 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 Let me see if I can pronounce it correctly. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, political. Um, yes, it's from the Latin, meaning. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so there's a story on the bitter fallout of the Sturgis motorcycle rally that happened oh, a couple yeah. months ago. Now, Sturgis is a great tradition. Bikers out there know what it is. You know, it's over, it's North Dakota, and it was its 80th anniversary. So if we step away from pure politics and into humanity, 
you look at this story and, oh, my God, it is the struggle that I, the idea of America is going through right now on all sides. And I want to use it as an example today of how the changes in 2020 can fuel creativity. Okay? Let's look at the situation very very quickly, right? Sturgis in North Dakota, okay? North Dakota, not really known for uh, huge, uh, thriving metropolises. Or, or industry, yeah. Or big industry or big money anywhere. So when you get, like, what was it, 400,000 or some crazy number of bikers going to an area. the half million, yeah. Yeah, and they rent one whole, you know, a whole field to park their bikes and another field is campgrounds and all that stuff. It is the moneymaker of the year in that area. So we can understand first the conflict there, the immense human pressure, right? COVID is a, a part of this. It's closing down businesses across the country. Left and right, yeah. So you have businesses out there that rely heavily on this event. And it's the 80th anniversary of this event. So it's mm -hmm. going to be even bigger. You can understand the businesses saying, I need this. And I let's just so even humanize it more. You can understand the people. Well, we're going to get businesses, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. we're going to get to that. But there's the, biz, you know, the business owners, yep. I guess we should say. You know, right. they need it. They need it to, to pay all their, keep all their employees, you know. Every single person involved with the big businesses that profit significantly off an event like this, this is life or death. So you mm -hmm. have that human story. It's not mm -hmm. political now. Now it's human, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have the relatively small town politicians, right, who have to make this decision. That's, so, that's such a great, rich set of characters there because they're not the, you know, number one thriller on the bestseller list, uh, Washington, D.C. politics guys. These are, they walk through town and everybody knows their name and they know half the people by name. Yep. They're real people. And they did a survey and 60% of the people who live in the area wanted to postpone the event, even though it meant, you know, livelihood and all that sort of stuff. That's how concerned they were about COVID. Now you have even more human drama, right? Mm -hmm. You have what the res residents want, and it's, you know, if it was 90%, maybe it would have been an easier decision. But life, just like this election, life didn't give anyone easy decisions in 2020. 2020 is the creator's pot of gold because it reminds us of the, of the dynamic and the struggle of humanity. So here we have these small town or relatively small town uh, uh, politicians that have one side, these these businessmen making legitimate arguments. This is life or death for the economy of our region. And presidents saying, we're kind, 60% of us are concerned about COVID. Businesses, who who writes the checks for your, your uh, election campaign? You ain't getting it if we don't exist. Right back and forth, and then they they have to vote. That that scene of when each one decided to vote—that's another great story, right? 
Sturgis. And then they say yes to Sturgis. And then the stories explode because these people are coming from all across America. And each biker who has to make that decision to go or not go is a great human story. Some guy who has had a Harley for 40 years, you know, and has gone to Sturgis for 30 of those years, met his wife there, right? And mm-hmm. now his wife and he are having arguments over whether to go or not. Corona versus what is his symbol of freedom, right? It's, it's such, there's such fodder for great human stories. And it just went on. And there are hundreds and hundreds of cases in 20 different states of coronavirus after that. I seem to remember in the, um, the information that you, uh, you shared that one of the situations was someone who had attended the event, worked at the event, wasn't a, a biker, but worked at the event, and then afterwards went to a family gathering. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, and went he to a Oscar buffet wedding. That in itself is a short story. Because the sister said, you can't go. You went to Sturgis. And then, and they went and, of course, tested positive the day after the wedding. You know, And there are, there's people who wouldn't go and get tested because they didn't want the numbers to go up because of politics, right? They're putting them, they're, they're themselves and their families their community. and their community at risk. All these bikers stop by somewhere to get who to, who's... Yeah, you can't. How can you do contact tracing from event that size? You know, and then there, the story again. It's in the uh, I think it's the front page, lower front page of the New York Times today, and it opens up with one particular guy and his buddy riding out to Sturgis, and he stops. There, the sun is coming down. It's beautiful, and he takes a picture, puts on Facebook, and says, "You know, we're on our way," or that kind of thing. And uh, then they talk to some friends, or you know weren't sure why he went and all that sort of stuff. By the last third of the story, spoiler warning, that guy gets sick. And eventually that guy died. It's a beautiful piece of writing. You know, you you don't see that kind of stuff on the front page of the Times every day, that they put the humanity into it. Well, you know, just just to to underscore um, your, 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 your theme here, um, while you were talking about this. Hello? Actually, uh, at least one of them is based on a novel. Um, Wait, you, you froze for a minute. Can you, can you go back a little bit? You froze for a minute. Oh, yeah. I can say that just to piggyback off of what you were saying, uh, to you, two particular stories came to mind, even though they were both films. One was actually based on a novel, too. So either way, it's, it, writing's involved. But one of them is Easy Rider, because I see, you know, I see uh, Fonda and uh, Hoffer on their motorcycles tooling across America. And that's about freedom. That's also about, you know, frame of mind, about there's some politics involved in there, too. There's a whole thing of the idea of America. But again, you're free. You're on the open road. You're a sort of a rebel, you know, and you're discovering your life. And that kind of individualism is a part of the the American um, uh, image, if you will. And what you're talking about here is 
hundreds of thousands of people who, you know, wherever their politics may be, that same mindset about the open road, you know, it's almost like the, the lone cowboy kind very, of thing. Very American. Yeah, uh, very, very, you know, rugged. Right? Yeah. We I mean, like to think of ourselves as, as outliers. Yeah. And still Gary Cooper and John Wayne here. Yeah. Right, and right. the other story that crosses my mind is Heat of the Night. In the Heat of the Night, right? Sure. Because for those who don't know the film, watch it. Uh, you know, or, this, or the or the um, TV show that is still on, like USA. Yeah, but, but the, the 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 movie is more in tune to the thing I'm going for, which is that a a major industrialist is going to build a factory in this town in Sparta, Mississippi, which represents work jobs for a lot of the people in the area, and that's the guy who gets killed, and so. There's a you know big loss. The wife is upset. She wants the killer of her husband found, and the person who could most likely find the real killer is this black detective, who is on you know, literally was coming through the town on a train. He gets stopped because of racism, and now he's eager to leave and get back home. And uh, the town, the woman wants him to stay and find out who killed her husband, and the the town's politics are about. We got to appease her because she could still help bring that factory here. And that means jobs and a better economy for our town, blah, blah, blah. So the whole pressure of do we go with what is our norm or maybe what our preference is, or do we go with a sticky situation or something we're being forced to look at a different way in order to save what we've got, you know, and those kind of things those kind of decisions show up in stories different ways and it can be seen from different points of view. And so what you're talking about here, whether it's a COVID backdrop or not, but in this case it is, there's, there's just a whole cornucopia of story angles to approach something and, like this. And I think my ultimate point is that in 2020, there's a long menu of backdrops like that whether it's George Floyd and, and, you know, ultimately Black Lives Matter or the economy or um, ICE or, you know, separated and caged uh, uh, immigrant families, migrant mm -hmm. workers, you know, um, or, I mean, just think. Oh, this yeah, very middle class, you know, I mean, you yeah. know, just, just wave, the, wave, wave the, bat, the wand across the whole scope of possibilities. We're not even mentioning all of them. But, well, yeah, you know, it's the human condition. Let's think about Thanksgiving, you know, because Thanksgiving's coming up, and every family I know, some people are going to be elated, and some people are going to be furious. And, yeah, and in that way, worse and worse, it's been getting worse and worse with each new president. We've yeah. got to find a way to go back to, yeah, you, you believe in this, and I believe in that, and you know, my pop's been gone almost 20 years now. But when I was young and stupider. <laughs> stupider, you know, okay. Yeah, you know, um, and, uh, you know, head still in the clouds and all that sort of stuff. I was, um, he and I would have uh, political discussions from the opposite ends of the spectrum. He was an old-time conservative, you know, uh, these are guys who fought in World War II and came home and wanted to work their job and they wanted to provide for their family and they were very, you know, conservative in their views. 
in uh, you know have a have a world that includes religion, family, being a good neighbor, you know, and trying to do the right thing, right? Um, I don't think he would recognize a lot of that, and there's a chance now for that to come back. You know, savvy Republicans have a chance to bring that back and become bigger and better than ever. You know, we have a we have a new generation coming up that sees the world in a very, very different way. Where are they going to go politically and how are they going to go and what's the influence? You know, I can't wait to see how AOC works with uh, um, Biden because they're not honest, you know. So there's there's nuance after nuance after nuance. And it keeps coming down to a very human level, you know, the, the neighbor, the family member. The co-workers, the stranger in the street, they need each other. There is, there's a rich, rich, rich tapestry for creatives to get to work about re-expressing the idea of America. We still I, I, see it differently, and we could all do something with it. I would also, um, you know, because... Chris and I, as close as we are, we, we also sometimes use a different lens when we look at certain things. And, and I would say that one of the show t- themes that we are going to be exploring down the road has to do with um, storytelling from a very specific side or particular angle. Um, one of my complaints over the years has been the negative uh, avalanche in storytelling, in films, in movies, in books, on uh, TV series, uh, very, very much a, a lot of hard edge, a lot of anti-heroes, a lot of disenfranchised, disenchanted characters being pushed forward as the icon, uh, the way to go. Um, one can even look at a Superman story, What's Wrong with Truth and Justice, and I think it was Truth, Justice, in the American Way, um, where... Superman goes up against uh, a team of superpowered beings who are taking out bad guys and giant monsters and things like that, but they're killing them and figuring out that's it. You know, no, no capture and prison courts and all that. You you took some lives, you're dead. Boom. And how the populace, you know, in various countries are are cheering these guys because they're planetary. They're going all over the planet doing this and how they're starting to, there's a backlash against soup. Who's saying no? We don't have a right to just kill people because something because of. There has to be sort of a jury of their peers. There has to be, and it gets to the point of where these these characters, these super beings, decide Superman. Okay, you, you know enough. You're getting in our way. We're going to take you out. And to You're me, that's like, now, yeah, yeah, that's High Noon. You know, that's a number of other films and stories that I can think of, black and white. Uh, but the reality is, when do we reach the point where the celebration of the negative hero and when that becomes, quote unquote, the norm or the more appreciative or the one that makes the most money? Um, I enjoyed the coming back of Captain America. In, and he's been my favorite Avenger throughout all of these films, not because, oh, he's the coolest this and everything, but because there's a core to his character. The Falcon is the coolest, except yeah. for Baltai. <laughs> I, yeah, like I said, we, we have different lenses here. So for me, you know, Steve Rogers comes from your father's era. You know, he represents your father's era, but he's, to me, he's the best of that era. 
he represents the best of that era because to him it's not even judging color it's it's you're we're on the same team we're team right. players we work together you know i don't know if the falcon said hey steve can i marry your sister what steve would say probably he would judge She's him 90 but sure go at it <laughs> yeah you know i don't have a sister but hey if i did you know maybe uh but you know the reality again is even when when dealing with uh with shield in in i think the um uh, Winter Soldier storyline about, you know, protecting the world by putting up all these huge armament, you know, uh, ships and, and the guns aimed down to stop anybody in their track, wipe out any threats. And Steve's going, that's not freedom. So to me, I've been concerned. I've been, yeah, I've been concerned about the proliferation of the negative characters as the heroes. And I think that that that's a balance that needs to get back to somewhere swinging in the middle again. I'm not saying every hero needs to be pure and, and clean and, and have no flaws, and I'm not going there. But I am saying that when you swing the scale in the opposite direction where everybody is flawed and corrupt and negative, but they have to do something cool that saves the day, then you're setting up the, 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 the premise that we don't need to have balance, that we don't need to have you know, lines that you don't cross. And that if you're going to stand for something, you know, try and make sure you stand for something that's good and, and benefits, you know, people as opposed to just you. Mm -hmm. And so I, the kind of stories I'm looking for and the kind of mindset mentality that, I'm, that I feel we're going to have to fight for, unfortunately, going forward, is um, that balance, again, that you were talking about politically, but just in terms of society. I mean, I've, I've had friends turn sour, you know, people that I've known for 30, 40, 50 years because of the anger, because of the animosity, because of believing that it's them and us. And, you know, everybody's got to be either on my side or that's it. They're the enemy. And I'm thinking, no, that's not how it goes. Right. That's not how it goes. Within our families, within our friendships, within our working situations, there's balance. There's checks and balances. There's yin and yang. And I'd like to see more stories that deal with that. And deal with hope. And, and there's so much material to choose from with that. I mean, there's, we could just do stories or consider stories about social media because there's a culture there where you can say anything and be as inhumane to each other as possible. And it's, uh, you know, it's the Wild West on social media. So... Does that ever get uh, civilized? Does that ever get, you know, I mean, there's things that are said and done and threats issued that you couldn't do in real life. You couldn't do face to face. Mm. But they can do that there. I mean, what happens? And what's, you know, where's that go? Where, what happens to this country after January 20th? Right? when the next black guy gets killed by a police officer or a police officer gets killed by a black guy. Is that the excuse for the two very, very diverse in mindset sections of America to explode again? Or is it magically gone? I don't think anything is magically gone. I think there's tons still to do. And that's where creatives can do their best work. 
Yeah. Putting the humanity out of everybody. I mean, one of the things that's that's alarming, and but but really stabs me in the heart is that all these stories we've seen, everybody absolutely believes they're the hero of their stories. Everybody believes they are right. The guy sitting in the White House absolutely believes he's right. So does the other side. The kid who shot two or three people in Kenosha, he absolutely believed he was right. What happens when that facade cracks? Well, you know, I I can only say this, and it's going to sound naive, uh, but then again, you know, sometimes what we say uh, in terms of our own beliefs do sound naive to others. Uh, The kid who shot people, unarmed people, for no reason, wrong. There there isn't. I know what what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying he's wrong, and this is exactly why he's wrong. It is wrong to do that. There is no right to that. One can argue, one definitely, one sane, clear, I don't care what color this person is, one person can stand there and say, if people came at me with a weapon to take my life, I have a right to defend myself. And if I, in turn, take their lives in that defense, I am still within the right. To pull a gun and shoot people who are unarmed, there is no right there. And, well, and again, but I would push you a little further. I'm saying there are stories out there, stories out there. What makes a kid, what indoctrination, what has a kid been watching? Surfing, uh, following on social media that makes him want to arm himself the way he did. Take those and, and set himself up drive as far as long as he did across the state line to get to a hot spot where things were were popping off, as it were, thinking the entire time, I'm going to go and do some good. Was there something underneath, right? Maybe not for this particular kid, but maybe a fictitious kid. But also, how does that kid square getting a bottle of water from cops and hearing cops say, we really appreciate you, with now facing murder. Because ultimately, America created that, that kid by the messages we're sending out. Okay. And, and, and ultimately, uh, there's responsibility yes, in America and, to send and, other messages out. Right. And again, and again, not to make because again, <laughs> we are facing nation, folks. Um, again, my belief is that when you're inundated, wherever, whatever that source is, when you're inundated with stories, with propaganda, with whatever you want to call it, but the message is, this is what you do because this is why you must do it. When you're inundated with that negativity and no balance, then yes, you don't question. You know, and if something is slightly off in your reasoning skills, then it's even more likely you're going to do that. And that's what I'm saying is as as writers in particular, as the media, you know, which is an entity unto itself, it becomes imperative 
that we get back to telling more balanced stories. Again, I'm not expecting that suddenly we're all going to have Pollyanna stories, but I'm saying that we've got to balance the scale out. We've, we've got to be clear about what we put out there and the effect, the potential effect of that. I, am, I work with people who like to do mystery stories, and I love to do mystery stories. Um, but my goal is usually to create stories in which a crime is committed, someone investigates it, the, the, the perpetrator is, is found, revealed, caught, and punished. That's, that's my theme. That's for yes. me, that's my Alex, theme. Alex, we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, but I know. From, but from the opposite side of the story. You know, uh, I you're you're talking about uh, bringing justice, and I'm talking about a character that receives justice and is shocked and has to reassess his entire world because I I think our culture has to reassess its entire world. Yeah, how we've been doing things for our entire history and where we go from here. Right, and And a lot of material for creatives. Right, exactly. As it comes back to creatives, this is the kind of stuff. And and again, folks, you know, whatever your genre, whatever type of stories you like to tell, even if you're talking children's stories, it's 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 good versus bad. You know, it's do the right thing. It's it's learning. It's being aware of the world. It's showing the world is more than one thing. It's opening your eyes to all the possibilities that are out there, and and shining a light on that. There's any number of ways to approach this from a positive level, but definitely we need to take responsibility for the stories that we ingest or consume, as well as the stories that we give to the world or that we share. And I, I think, you know, again, as time progresses, uh, we'll talk more about that, most assuredly. But here we are, 2020 changes. <laughs> we're, just, we're just starting. Yeah. So thank you, uh, Chris. I think, we've, I think we've told this story. <laughs> Um, or suggested that it needs to be told. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we've, yes, that, there you go, folks. Your homework for this week is. Um, but, of course, next week we're going to have a, a, a new angle to approach. But we, you'll hear about that in another time. Chris, uh, again, Chris, thank you so much, as thank always. You, yes, this was energized, and we're ready to go. Full steam ahead. Uh, catch you, Catch you guys next week. Thanks very much. Take care, Chris. Peace.